On today's episode, we talk about the quarterback carousel that is the NFL. We also talk about what the Seahawks need to do to get a win at home over the Breezeless Saints, and maybe they could be getting some safety help. And if you like money, you don't want to miss our picks of the week. Could really add to your bank account. Well, one of us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood, and he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say, Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. <laughs> Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Week three, NFL is here. Let's recap week two real quick. Steelers hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks look great. I didn't get to watch a lot of the game because I was in Texas. A lot of Texas and Dallas Cowboys on the TV. Uh, didn't get to see a lot of it. So let's just tell me what happened. Uh, not a whole lot. We can probably just skip it. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, the big story, other than the Seahawks winning, was the fact that Ben Roethlisberger had a non-contact injury on his elbow he's having surgery he's gone for the year so in comes mason rudolph who looked pretty solid not gonna lie uh but the seahawks offensively i loved what they did running game wasn't great but russell wilson was pretty much automatic metcalf is a playmaker period i saw his touchdown man he's a giant human he's being. <laughs> two games in he missed a lot of training camp too and that didn't stop him at all he's you, he's a playmaker have you seen these memes of him going around where he's had no shirt on and he's just absolutely ripped and it's <laughs> they're telling him like hey we're gonna do this he's like no i'm doing this and they're like oh okay <laughs> it's, it's like uh it's it's just funny it's it's too funny um Maybe we'll share those on our social media. We should. At Jet City Hot Takes. <laughs> <laughs> so they come out with the two-point win. Yeah. Two-point win, 2-0 and in the division. Oh, Which not- you, you could argue they should have won by more. Really, like, a couple of Chris Carson fumbles gave the Steelers the ball inside the 20. I did want to touch on that because, I mean... That's I, three fumbles in two games. I do like Carson. I think he runs real hard. But this fumble issue, is that... Or do we think this is going to open the door for Rashad Penny? Because I love Penny. There's no way if he keeps fumbling that Rashad Penny doesn't get more touches. CJ Procise, too, could see more touches if that happens. When, like, if he fumbles one more time this game, are you saying that's when we think? That's when I think Penny probably starts seeing Three a lot games more touches. in a row with a fumble. Mm-hmm. Carson's going to be getting the back seat. Now, one thing I did like about it is there was a point in the game, it was fourth and one. They had the ball inside the two minute warning. They pick up a first down, it's game over. They gave the ball to Carson, and he picked it up. So I like the fact that they were like, you know what? We know you haven't done well up to this point, but we're going to give you the chance to ice this thing right now, and he did. Yeah, and I mean, that gives him confidence back for sure. For sure, right. and, it, and it, it tells him that the coaches and his teammates believe in him, so he knows that they've got his back. Well, how about we give me a, a top offensive player from this game? We did it last week. We're going to do this every week. Top offensive player. Uh, top offensive player is an easy answer. It's Russell Wilson. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. 300 yards, three touchdowns, really high completion percentage. I don't have the number in front of me right now. 131 passer rating, I believe. Yeah, he, he was automatic. Um, not even a question. Defensively, there weren't a whole lot of standouts. Um, so I'm going to give it to Bradley McDougald because he had that one interception that, you know, gave the Seahawks a lot of momentum, and that was a big play in the game. So Bradley McDougald is my defensive player of the game. There you go. Russell Wilson and Bradley McDougal. Well done. You you yes. earned Keith's top offensive and defensive player of the week. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look forward to, to week three. So week three starts tonight. Jaguars and Titans. The Seahawks hosting a the- really, really, or what was supposed to be tough game. 
maybe some luck on their side because Drew Brees injured last game. He's out for at least six weeks. It looks out with a thumb injury. Uh, the Saints are coming into town, into CenturyLink. This was a game I think I had the Seahawks losing uh, going into this season. Yeah, I think I had the Seahawks in- initially losing this game. Ob- all those picks were predicated on like everyone being healthy. Obviously, Drew Brees is out for s- six weeks? Six, six weeks, weeks minimum. at least. So that means Teddy Bridgewater, maybe some Taysom Hill, too, uh, could be in at quarterback for the Saints. And... Bridgewater's a pretty good quarterback. As far as uh, backups go in this league, I think he's better than some starters. And the Saints do have a lot of weapons on offense. Obviously, you have Alvin Kamara. You have Michael Thomas. Jared Cook is a pretty good tight end. They have a solid offensive line. And it's not like they're reacting to it in the moment like they were against the Rams. They're preparing for an entire week without Drew Brees. And so Sean Payton's a good coach. I think they're going to have a good game plan. It's still going to be a tough game. I don't see this being an easy win for the Seahawks at all. No. But I do see the Seahawks winning. Yes, I agree. My opinion has changed on this game, obviously, with that massive injury. We're going to get into Bridgewater and some other quarterbacks because there's a lot of injuries happening to quarterbacks that we're going to get into. Uh, We'll touch on that in just a little bit. Right now, I want to talk about these ESPN Power Rankings that came out after after week two. I'm going to run through them real quick just so everybody knows what the ESPN rankings are. I want to get your thoughts on those, maybe your rankings my rankings we'll get into that so espn has patriots number one chiefs number two okay. rams three okay cowboys four ravens five packers six seahawks at seven the eagles at eight saints at nine and the chargers at ten um what's surprising you how high they have the cowboys and ravens kind of surprises me I don't know if I've seen enough of the Ravens against a good defense yet to really figure out if Lamar Jackson is that dude at quarterback. Wait, you mean the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals in week one and week two hasn't proved your or hasn't no, I don't. fully believing in the talents of the running back? I mean, quarterback Lamar Jackson. I will say he's much more accurate than he was last year. And the only regular season game he lost last year was against the Chiefs, who they play this week. That's going to be one of the best games, if not the best game. Yeah, we'll be picking that one later, but that's going to be a huge litmus test for both of those teams to figure out where they are. The Chiefs really haven't had a tough schedule yet either. They had the Jaguars... They're 0-2. And they also allowed Minshew to throw 22 for 25 with two touchdowns. So the Kansas City defense is where I get worried about that team, and I think that actually the Ravens can come in and smack them in the mouth. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens come out of that game with a win, to be honest with you. I don't think they're necessarily better than the Chiefs, but I think the play styles, they have a play style that really does well against the more finesse spread type of teams. I could see them coming out of Kansas City with a win. All right. Anywhere else on these on these rankings where you disagree, or do you have your own? Or the Chargers at number ten. I initially would have had them higher, but obviously they lost in Detroit and barely beat the Colts. And barely beat the Colts. I'm surprised they're on. The, they're in the top ten. To I, be honest with I you, I agree with you there. They blew so many chances to put that game away against Detroit. They could have walked out of there with a three touchdown win. Yeah, and they ruined your perfect streak in your lock of the week. Yeah, but thanks for nothing, Philip Rivers. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think we both are in agreement here that uh, Pats and Chiefs are one and two. Um, Patriots are the clear number one right now. Rams at three. Um, I haven't been super impressed with them. I actually have the Cowboys over them, and I know they have played the Giants and the Redskins. But the Redskins are playing tough football. They're both divisional games for the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Cowboys have looked good. I think I, I have them at three and the Rams behind them. The the Rams played the Panthers week one, and they played the Saints last week. They have wins. It was a road win against the Panthers, and they won at home against a pretty good Saints team, albeit Breeze left early in the game. Three, three seems high to them, and the Cowboys really haven't played anyone yet. That's why they've looked so impressive. 
impressive. They played Washington week one. Giants week one. Washington Giants week, week one. Two. Yeah. Washington has played good football. Good 0-2 football. Yes, good. Really o- good 0-2 football. Good 0-2 football. <laughs> um, I, do have, I have the Seahawks at five. I just I kind of like the way they're looking. Um, I, I have them at five over the Ravens. I would put the Seahawks at around five or six. And uh, the the main reason I would have them over the Ravens is that the Seahawks have a, an established quarterback. That's really the big thing for me. The question mark for the Seahawks is the secondary, which well, is which is weird to say. Maybe they'll get some help, but that's something we maybe. can touch on in a second. Yeah. So I have Ravens after the uh, after the Seahawks, Packers, um, Eagles. I have the Vikings in there actually, and then I have the Chargers at ten. That seems like a fair top ten. That's mine. You can agree or disagree. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the NFL, though. Some obviously big headlines. Uh, three players requesting trades. I don't know if Antonio Brown has kind of started this trend or not, but there's three players <laughs> demanding trades after week two. One has already gotten trade. Yeah, traded. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins to the Steelers for a first-round pick. Now, the Dolphins have three first-round picks this year. That's... That's something to look at come draft time, uh, but it's not going to help them at all this year at all. No, they're going to go from 0 and 16 to next year probably uh, 4 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty yeah a four win jump in one season is pretty good. Um, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick is is out in Miami, and then you also have Jalen Ramsey requesting a trade from the Jaguars, and you have Jamal Adams requesting a trade from the Jets. My question for you is how do you feel about NFL players just requesting trades, saying, I don't want to play for this team anymore when the season's already started? I hate it really in all sports. I hate it. It's like you sign a contract, player contract. It seems like the Jalen Ramsey, first off, he he likes to run his mouth anyways, and and then they sucked, and he kind of was quiet. There's obviously a rift there between him and the coach. I don't think you have to necessarily, or I don't know if he he said it out loud or if it's kind of leaked. They're obviously not getting along, so it's it's pretty obvious. At make this the point. trade happen, right? But yeah. I don't like the idea of players going, whether it's publicly saying I want out of here, blah blah blah. Like do it behind the scenes if it, if it's not working, you know. It's kind of turning into the NBA a little which bit, which I hate. Which Steve Young said that before the Monday Night broadcast. I kind of see it, but at the same time, I get it from Minka Fitzpatrick's perspective, where clearly that team, that organization, has no interest in winning any games this year. They're clearly trying to tank. They're trying to just unload all this cap space, basically, to other teams. They don't care what their record is this season. If I'm him, I want to go to a team that cares about winning. Now, as far as Jalen Ramsey and Jamal Adams go, those teams have made moves that were at least an attempt to get better. So I don't know how I feel about them. But for Minka Fitzpatrick, I understand. He wants to go to a team that actually gives a crap. (laughs) But I think that Miami, and they made the trade happen pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean... They know the way that franchise is going. They see what he's doing, and they should just go, "Hey, we're gonna let's just find a place for this guy to go." Anyways, I and I think that Jacksonville, obviously, there's it's not working with Ramsey, so the organization can find a way to trade him. But I don't want to hear the player bitch because yeah. they're making a lot of money. You signed this deal, honor it. I get that you don't want to play there, but oh, and then the flip side of that is the teams a lot of the time can get away with not honoring that deal. Guaranteed sure. money doesn't necessarily mean guaranteed no, money. No, it does not. So well, then I, you, I, I maybe lean tackle. more towards the player in this instance, but it's a bad message to me for what it says to everyone else in the locker room. My thought is, how does this affect everyone he's playing with more so than it does the front office? 
Well, winning is what cures everything. So yeah. if, if the Jags were winning, I don't think he'd be bitching. No, he wouldn't um, at all. Again, I, I want the player to make their money. If if they, if you don't want to play there, I get it. I just don't like whether it's if it's this big public spectacle of hey, I want out because this team sucks. It's like, will you sign this contract to stay here? You know, do it. And then if you are gonna want to trade, just do it quietly or something like that. Yeah. I, I, does that make sense? My question to you is, which one do you want on the Seahawks? Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Is it just because Jalen Ramsey is such a loudmouth? Uh, that <laughs> we've we've had that before. It worked with Richard Sherman, but it also sort of deteriorated towards the end. I love me some Sherm though, so don't get me wrong there. I still wear his jersey sometimes, but we don't need another one of those. I think our cornerbacks are actually decent. Uh, my my big concern would be at safety safety and jamal adams is a good strong traditional strong safety you can drop him down to the box he can play coverage he's not a cam chancellor by any means but he's really good he's an all pro caliber strong safety so i think if you were able to bring him in and probably have bradley mcdougall play full-time at free safety you would have a pretty solid front to back Really solid defense. I think it puts you maybe the favorite in the NFC. I mean, going into maybe. the season, and now you've added Clowney, and then if you could add someone like Jamal Adams to that defense, which and you already have an offense that is, it's you have a great now. quarterback. A, a, a great quarterback. Metcalf is proving that he's a receiver. Lockett is We've reliable as ever. You got a run game. I mean, that might. I mean, if you could bring in that defensive help, really. Make them the face of the NFC or, or, or the favorites in the NFC, especially with the injury to the Saints or Breeze and the mm-hmm. Saints, um, how not great Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay has looked. Uh, I think... And the, the Panthers really haven't looked good no, either. No, I didn't even want, I wasn't even going to mention that because that's how <laughs> bad they've looked. Um, but, I mean, really, I mean, the Rams and you, the Rams and the Seahawks, that's... Yeah. That's who it would be between, and bringing in that that extra safety help would, uh, I think, go a really long way for the Seahawks this season. Let's get into uh, with, with all these, you know, piggybacking off Breeze getting out. There are a ton of quarterback injuries this year. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. We got a phone call on that right now. James is on the line. What's up? Hey, so I got a question. We got some key injuries today listed. So my question for you is, which quarterback does better, the backup for the Saints or the backup for the Steelers? James, thanks for calling in. And you can always call in too when uh, Keith or myself is on the air at the Bowl. It's eight three three eight two two Bowl. I'm on two to seven. Keith is on 7 at midnight. You ever have football questions? You can always call the studio and ask. So getting to James' point, he wants to know who's going to have a bigger impact, Teddy Bridgewater for the Saints or Mason Rudolph for the Steelers? I know where I'm at. What do you think? Uh, bigger impact or better impact? You know what? Define it how you want. You tell me what you're thinking. For, for me, the Steelers bringing in Minka Fitzpatrick tells me that they believe in Mason Rudolph, that they already thought of him as the quarterback of the future, which I said when they drafted him. I think Mason Rudolph's the real deal. I'm going to say Mason Rudolph is going to have the bigger impact. I think it might be Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, just because of the – he has – granted, Mason Rudolph is going to play the entire season for, you know, as long as yeah. he's healthy for the Steelers. Teddy Bridgewater wants to prove himself as a starter in this league, and he has a team around him. He has a good – he has a great head coach, one of the better ones in the league. He has weapons around him. Michael Thomas, obviously, is a wide receiver. Alvin Kamara. And he's not throwing the Dante Moncrief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I told you from week one that Moncrief is a bum. <laughs> he is not helping those Steelers. Ooh, he's he, bad. He's a, he dropped one pass and he was out of the game. He, no, <laughs> not, like, not just dropped it. It went off his hands for a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think the bigger impact – 
is going to be Bridgewater because Breeze is coming back. Bridgewater has six weeks with a team that is a, a top contending team in yeah. the NFC. So Bridgewater basically has six weeks to take over the Saints, who are a proven team. They are one of the favorites in the NFC. He has tons of weapons around him. I think he can go in there and actually play well. Now, like I said earlier, I do think the Seahawks will win this game, but it's going to be the first game where Teddy's in there. I think that he can actually really have a huge impact in in carrying this team while Breeze is out until he returns. I I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's in a better situation. I think the Steelers are kind of hedging their bets on Mason Rudolph being the long-term solution at quarterback, and I don't think the Saints are necessarily doing the same thing with Bridgewater. I would totally agree. I think the Saints will view... uh, a good or decent effort uh, by Rudolph through the entire season is beneficial for them now and in their future. Um, yeah. You know, and they're not close to the Patriots. They're not close to the Chiefs. They might not even be close to the Ravens. So I think for for long term and seeing what Mason Rudolph can do and help that franchise in the future, at kind of as a you know bridge year, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's good for the franchise. But I think for immediate impact, I think Bridgewater can really help the Saints, keep them afloat until Breeze gets back and really keep them in contention for one of the top teams in the NFC. Now, I've got a question for you with these quarterback injuries. On our last episode, you said Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat. He's not going to be the head coach in Pittsburgh after this season. With with Roethlisberger out, does that kind of give him a little more leeway to not really have a great season and still keep his job? I think it could. But will it? But I think it can also help better the chances of getting off there. Like now that they're if he if he does do well, mm-hmm. say they lose the games, but Mason's looking good, this could be an an easier excuse to get rid of Tomlin. Like we're just gonna refresh everything. We want a new head coach. It looks like we have a quarterback. Let's bring someone else in. I think he's he's not making it through this season. It's not happening. Even if Mason, uh, maybe if Mason Ramsey plays out of his mind. Mason Rudolph. Mason Ramsey. I went to my countryside there. Uh, Jalen Rudolph, Mason Ramsey. Ma- Mason Ramsey <laughs> is the kid that was yodeling in Walmart. <laughs> so there's my country music uh, coming out. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Um, if he can. If he plays lights out and it's ridiculous and, and working really well, maybe. But I think well, that happens. They're winning games. Correct. So but I don't really see that happening, uh, and I think that there's no way that Tomlin makes it through this year. I think um, it's just it's just been the same old, same old. There, it's time for a change. And uh, when you lose your starting quarterback for the year, that might give you even more reason to make that change sooner than later. Speaking of another quarterback losing his job, this one isn't for injury. Eli Manning benched, and I I want to celebrate Daniel this Jones. Moment. I want to celebrate this moment. Um, <laughs> the Patriots killer is gone. <laughs> yes, and, and I won't take it away from him because, especially in that second one uh, where he beat the Patriots, he made a beautiful throw down the sideline to Mario Manningham. I will that, never that forget that pass. It was perfect, and they deserved to win that game, uh, but to see him get benched, it just makes me happy inside. I, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. I just, I'm very happy right now. I, I, You know what? It's just... It's, a, it's, it's good. However... Where's he going? Is he going to sit and stay back up? I think... There's so many injuries that are happening to these quarterbacks. Is he going to land somewhere else? I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe the Jaguars come knocking on the door, but they also just made a trade for um, Josh Dobbs, the other Steelers' backup quarterback. Correct. And so I don't know if they want to make another transaction for a quarterback. I don't think Eli Manning is a long-term solution for anybody or much of a solution for anybody, to be honest. 
And I like what Gardner Minshew's been doing. Yeah, Gardner Minshew has looked pretty solid. Granted, they only scored 12 points against the Texans, but that wasn't really his fault. And they tied the game up, or, or could have tied the game up, and uh, Marone chose to go for two with 30 seconds <laughs> left with your rookie quarterback after you just drove down the field and wore the Texans out. But let's go for two and try and win the game instead of just play for overtime. Yes, and they called it, and they called it dive when they hadn't been running the ball all day. So that was just a stupid play call. Um, Wait, a stupid play call by another AFC team? You're kidding me. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think this is probably his last season. He ends his career as the backup. I think he's retiring after this season. I would be surprised to see anyone make a trade for him. I'm just so excited to see his dumb Manning face <laughs> on the sideline. That pouty, ugly... Manning, disgusting look, crybaby face <laughs> on the sideline as Daniel Jones actually wins games in this league and Eli just sits there and watches and realizes his career is over. Bye-bye. <laughs> Do I detect a hint of salt? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, something I want to bring up to you, and I don't want to say this as a Patriots honk. But you are. But I am a Patriots honk. But <laughs> I told you at the beginning of the season, before week one, that they are going to come out firing. I've repeated it in the last one, too. They just, there was something about this defense. They weren't going to do the typical slower I mean, it's pretty, start. It's pretty easy to come out firing when you don't play anyone, but go on. And figuring out your team. <laughs> Normally, they're a little bit slower. They came out firing. And granted, it has not been against elite competition by At any all. means. And it's not getting any more difficult because they host the Jets. Couldn't the, even score 50 against the Dolphins, man. What are you doing? The, the Sam Donaldless <laughs> Jets are coming into Foxborough. So that's going to be another smoke show. If I remember correctly, I think the spread there is 22 and a half points. Uh, um, take, well, take the Patriots, I'm telling you. That's just that's, this, this is not in our picks, but take the Patriots because they're going to cover that spread. Um, you see, they're, they're playing it. So what's interesting about this is now we have another Washington State quarterback filling in now yeah. for someone who just got injured. Luke Falk, who was a starter at Wazoo the, year, the years leading up to Gardner Minshew being there, he is now the starter for the Jets, which what's funny about Luke Falk playing in this game is he spent a lot of time at Washington State watching Tom Brady tape modeling his game after Tom Brady. Tom Brady was drafted 199th overall by the Patriots. Last year, Luke Falk was drafted 199th overall. Wow. It's really... And now he's playing against Tom Brady in his first start. It's just kind of a weird thing. Patriots are going to roll, though. Um, I was going to say, it's kind of weird, and that's really cool, but he's going to get smoked. <laughs> but uh, I, th I think Luke Falk, if given the chance, could be a, su be a successful quarterback in the NFL. But this is not the game where that's going to happen. No, okay, so we're in agreement here. They're going to win uh, probably handily. Uh, but this gets me to my point, because the Patriots don't really see any serious competition, I believe, until like week eight or week nine. Yeah, the Ravens in week eight. Week eight, Ravens. Mm -hmm. But there's a stretch there where there's like a four-game stretch there where the Patriots have to play the... Chiefs. Ravens, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Eagles. That's a tough four-game stretch. It is. They're going to drop a game somewhere. Do you think? My question Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Will they run the table? No. Is it possible? Do you think that they can? They give won't. Give me a percentage. I want, I want, a, I want a percentage. The here. percentage that they run the table? Yeah. 15%, 20%. Ooh, that's high. That's, that's pretty high for a perfect season. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Okay. They will, they will drop at least one of those games in that four-game stretch. I guarantee you. My question is, if they do not drop any of those, are they gonna are they gonna bench their starters week 17 and just lose that game and not have the same thing happen that happened in 20, 2007? I, I think they're safe as long as the uh, Giants don't make the playoffs again, <laughs> and that Eli Manning isn't starting. Yeah, that, yeah, that game will be the game that Daniel Jones gets injured. Eli comes in and saves the day. 
<laughs> but no, I I was curious just from an outside perspective. I I mean I'm realistic. I don't think they're gonna go. It's too hard undefeated. in the NFL. But they are good. They really are. They're the they're obviously the Super Bowl favorite right now. Granted, it's week two. A lot can happen between now and then. For sure. I was I was just curious about that. And then obviously there's been a little bit more talk about Antonio Brown. Um, some other stories coming out about an artist and some other things with some weird stuff happening in the Sports Illustrated article. Is AB going to last in New England? Uh, that's hard to say. It depends. None of these have been criminal cases yet. Not that I know of. So the NFL doesn't really do anything unless it's an actual criminal investigation. If it's or a, physical evidence, like yeah. a video. Barring any of that coming out, yes, he stays with the Patriots for the season. You think he's on the... Uh, I think I think he's on his best behavior right now. Say, does Belichick after, have him on that straightened arrow, you think? Well, after, after did you see that after the game against Miami, he wasn't even at his locker once the, once the media got there. They got him the hell out of there. They did not want any cameras in front of him no, at all. I agree. I, th- I mean, I think that um, for what a head case the man is, um, it seems like <laughs> he's on full he, lockdown. Yeah, he, he's he's being told what to do and he, he's listening, it seems like. But um, we'll see what happens with that whole saga. I don't want to get into that until everything happens. I know the the uh, accuser talked to the NFL on Tuesday. I know he's going to have to talk to the NFL. That's a whole nother thing. Let's not bore you with that. Let's get to some fantasy football, some some fake football, shall we? Yeah, and I'm 2-0 and in two leagues now. I'm real happy about it. Stop showing off. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about my record, but it's early in the season. Let's get into um, – you want to go a little different on yours this week? Kind I, of, um, I've, got a, I've got a few. Um, that These are mostly players you can actually pick up on the waiver wire that I think could have some value. Obviously, a lot of people are hurting for quarterbacks right now. Yeah. So I got three here for you. Uh, these are uh, these players are all available in most leagues. They might not be available in yours, but I got three quarterbacks here you could pick up to get some value. Josh Allen, Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo are all available in most leagues. Jimmy G, baby. <laughs> that handsome son of a bee. Uh, look for one of those. If you need a running back, James Conner has been limited this week after he kind of got banged up against the Seahawks. So Jalen Samuels could see a lot of touches for Pittsburgh. Also, Carlos Hyde is in like owned in like no leagues, so I picked him up in both. He's the fifth leading rusher in the NFL right now through two weeks. I just picked him up on one of my leagues before this <laughs> recording. Yeah, if, uh, if no one's putting a waiver request for Carlos Hyde in your league, yet pick him up because he's killing it right now absolutely get him and then i got a couple receivers both for the chiefs so if you want to take a flyer one of these guys if this guy's gonna have a big game uh demarcus robinson or or mccall hardman are both available in the majority of leagues all right. Well, I, I go again off my DraftKings league that I do with some friends from back home. Um, so I play a little bit more of the value card. Um, so if you're playing daily or, you know, have a question because you might have these as one of the backups. Um, I like Jameis Winston this week going against the Giants. That is the only the that is the first time I've ever hit, heard anyone say I like Jameis Winston. Yeah, he might. <laughs> listen, he can throw five. He'll probably throw five touchdowns, but then like, like five interceptions. Yeah. You know, they're just going to. But I, I think that. um he could have a big game against the Giants, especially with Jones coming in for his first start. Uh, running back, I, I, this is going to sound terrible because uh, he's had a horrible season so far, and that's Devonta Freeman um, really? in Atlanta. Yeah, but he's going against the Indianapolis Colts. Worst rush defense in the league right now, if you didn't know that. Is it wor- It's the worst right now? Going against, using my fantasy value huh. in my DraftKings, 31st, oh, sorry, sorry, second worst. 31st worst in the, uh, 31st worst. Run. Second worst. 
Yeah, so second worst defense. 31st best. They're ranking 31st, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Math. This is, math is bad on this podcast, so I like, uh. Just your end, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, DK Metcalf, he's still cheap on, um, on DraftKings, and again, he's just a massive man, and. He's gonna get a lot of red zone targets, too. I, right, and with Disley there, I know that he's gonna take some of those targets away, but he's just, he's just a force to be reckoned with. And then I'm gonna go defense here, uh, and I know they're probably gonna be taken everywhere, but if you don't start the Patriots defense, and you're a maniac because they're playing. If, if you don't Falk start any Jets. Patriots you have through like the first seven weeks, you're a madman. <laughs> All right, now let's get to the picks. And this is interesting because uh, if you've been following along to this podcast and actually uh, sports, betting sports, whether you're going to Vegas or whatever the heck we've you're doing, we've been pretty good. Um, I'm not going to you know, toot my own horn here, but I'm, I'm seven, seven and one after the first two weeks. He's totally tooting his own horn right now. Seven and one overall. Keith, four and four overall, and the lock of the week staying consistent there. <sighs> one and one. So we need to right that ship. Let's get into the... Yeah, uh, the Chargers didn't really help me by blowing every scoring chance they had that game. Well, it's for the Rivers and the Chargers on the road, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get into the game picks. First one uh, might be the game of the week. This Ra- is my game of the week right Ravens here. Ravens at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by six and a half yeah um ravens have a really good defense lamar jackson has clearly improved i wouldn't be surprised if the ravens win this game i don't think they will but they will cover that six and a half point spread for sure i'm with you there they're covering six and a half um i'm saying this is a harrison butker buzzer beater game winning field goal in this game you said but Uh, Game two, Saints at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by four to the breezeless New Orleans Saints. This one's really hard because the Saints are a really good team even without Breeze. The pieces around Bridgewater are pretty solid. Seahawks at home, minus four against a backup quarterback. We have seen them play much closer games than they need to play. Is this the week where they finally say, you know what, screw it, let's just put this one away early? Probably not, but I'll still take the Seahawks minus four. I'm going to say seven point win. Seven point win. I think, I think, I think they are going to cover as well. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be close. I, I think you're right around there, six, seven point win. I do think the Seahawks cover. I think Bridgewater will have a decent game, especially they're going to yeah. they're, they're have the game plan. You have the coach, you have some weapons. Um, He's going to go out there and manage the game and just play point guard. And if basically. the Red Rocket can throw against that <laughs> Seattle secondary the way he did, I could see Teddy Bridgewater yeah, you know, you not having a bad game either. You're not going to see as much Tedrick Thompson this game. Something tells me that. <laughs> uh, game three, Bears at Skins plus four. Skins are plus four. Bears are on the road. Is either one of these teams going to score more than four points this game? It's a tough thing to do. Bears, score four points. Are you getting two safeties? Two safeties. <laughs> no, but more than four? I mean... <laughs> Uh, neither one of these offenses is very good. The Bears have a really good defense. I'm going to say the Skins cover, but lose. You're killing me. This You're is supposed to disagree with me. Uh, I also have the Skins co- <laughs> I have the Skins covering. I, for some reason, I, I think the Bears the Bears should win this. I have them doing really well throughout the season. Haven't been very impressive. You, you had them in your sup- You had them as your NFC Super Bowl pick. That's right. Let's and, be clear. And now I'm saying the Skins are going to cover plus four. But uh, <laughs> I just think this is... I think the Bears might... Es- I think the Bears are going to escape with a win. I, I don't know if it's going to be a last-second field goal or something Like crazy. last week. <laughs> um, they're going to escape with a win, uh, but I think the Skins cover as well. It's going to be a close, low-scoring game. I think a lot of Bears games are going to be like that this year. Um, Rams-Browns, the final game. Rams at Browns. Browns are plus three. Rams. Rams. I'm not even, I'm not even, even thinking hesitate. about it. No, I'm not even hesitating. Uh, this is going to be one of those games where the Browns come out fired up. They're going to be ready to play. They're going to look good early, and they're going to get punched in the mouth. Baker Mayfield's going to get thrown around by Aaron Donald, and the Rams win by 14. Finally, we disagree. I'm going to take the Browns here. 
To cover? To or? cover. To oh, cover, to wuss. Cover. Um, <laughs> I, I just think they are. I, I, the Rams weren't super impressive on, or they weren't, they weren't super impressive on the road week one in Carolina. It was a three-point game. It was also week one. Correct. The Browns, granted, they played the Jets in week two. Destroyed by the Titans week one. Well, it's week one if you want to play that <laughs> argument. Uh, but at least the Rams won in week one, you know? Well, I mean, I'm telling you with that, that week one game with Vrabel, I, I'm telling you that he probably got that team ready of like, listen, this is the team that has all the offseason hype. It's week one, blah, 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 slap them in the mouth, and they did. Um... I think the Browns give them a game this weekend, and I think they cover. In, ba- in Baker, I trust. In Baker, you trust. I think uh, Baker is going to be baking up some Apple turnovers. And I think, I think uh, it's- <laughs> OBJ will be wearing a half a million dollar watch in warm-ups this week. He, oh. He's been going up and up and up. Are we uh, going to start in like an over-under on the value, <laughs> the value of, of OBJ's watch? watch? <laughs> that, that, that might be our next, uh, our next little game. That's going to be my lock of the week is the over-under <laughs> on the value of his watch. Speaking of lock of the week, let's get to it. Your lock of the week game is going to be Falcons at Colts. Colts are minus two mm-hmm give me the falcons on the road to cover easily um finally got, you're not defending the colts defense <laughs> and how got, good they are they got too many weapons on the outside the colts offensively aren't anything special especially without andrew luck give me the falcons it was a big game on a sunday night with the falcons yeah, well, that was a crazy the game. eagles crazy game um that, i think that's gonna re, that's yeah. gonna instill some like hey we didn't fall to 0-2, and we, we found our groove here. Now we're playing the Colts. This is a team we should beat up on. Mm-hmm. They should absolutely cover that. If not, I'd be very disappointed I, in that, Ryan. I see the Falcons as a middle-of-the-road NFC team, and the Colts as a middle-of-the-road AFC team, but the NFC is just stronger than the AFC overall Falcons. You got it. Lock of the week. We're going to try and get that back on the winning side. Yep. Falcons minus two. Falcons minus two. I'm sorry, no, it's Falcons plus two. Sorry, yeah. Colts are favored by two. Colts are favored. <laughs> no, well, Falcons are going are gonna to win this game straight up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lock of the week, you heard it there. Falcons plus two at the Colts. Going to get that thing back on track. Again, you can hear us on the radio here in Seattle every weekday. I do. Myself, Corey Dillon, every afternoon, two to seven. Keith follows me, seven to midnight. You ever want to get in touch with us about football questions or any sports questions, you can always call us in the studio, too. 833-822-BULL. And you can always find us on social media. Ask your fantasy football questions, game questions, whatever you want to ask us. Where do they find us, Keith? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, they're all at Jet City Hot Takes, and uh, we release new episodes every week, Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks!